we are on the Women's Power Hour show and joining me today is Dr. Zacharias, who is a sleep coach and also the co-founder of Nourish App. Dot, absolutely great to have you with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Well, I mean, this is such, I think, an important topic, sleep. Um, but before we get to it, uh, perhaps you'd like to just share with the listeners a little bit about yourself, um, you know, where you are now and your journey towards becoming a sleep coach. Yeah, with pleasure. Um, so, yeah, my journey to becoming a sleep coach really started after the birth of my first child. <laughs> so I'm mum of two small children, six and four. And um, it was the first experience I'd really had of kind of severe sleeping problems, insomnia, which was tied to anxiety and um, and just that that very challenging transition to motherhood. Um, and it was only really a few years later. So yeah, my, my second child was born two years later. And then I really prioritized sleep. Um, and I'd learned a lot along the way earlier on. And, and it was kind of the difference between those two experiences that I think got me really interested in sleep and, you know, why so many people have problems sleeping and yet so few people really do anything about it. it seems to be sort of accepted. Um, and, and yeah, I just became really curious. And then I looked into sleep coaching and found that there were not that many people out there doing it. And it seemed like such an obvious uh, and valuable thing to be doing. So yeah, that kind of inspired me really as yeah. a, a complete career pivot. Um, been doing something completely different before. So it was, it was uh, yeah, a big, a big change, but, but fantastic journey. Yeah, fantastic. And as you said, you're a mother of two young children. So I'm guessing that maybe through other conversations with with mums with young children you were probably getting a sense that there are lots of people perhaps who aren't getting the sleep that they need yeah so many people um certainly of course new parents it's a really challenging time um but not only really i think it's just um i was just really intrigued about kind of our attitude to sleep as society really you know, how we um, prioritize it. And for me, it fitted in with this whole um, area of, of what does it mean to be a happy, healthy human being, really? Mm. Uh, where are our priorities? Where, where, are, where do our values lie? Um, you know, I think in my 20s, it was all about being productive, effective, you know, kind of getting work done and, and, um, and, and always being on and always having things to do and, and pushing myself really to the limits. And, and, and then just sort of where does sleep fit in with all of this? Um, so yeah, certainly like many, many people. Um, and yeah, it's not just parents, but obviously. Um, and I see a lot of parents who struggle with sleep, obviously because of um, because of their babies waking up, but then it just carries on. Yes. Um, so not being able to get your sleep back when actually the thing that's waking you up has stopped waking you up, but there seems to be an ongoing issue. And that's where I can really help people yeah fantastic fascinating I find the topic of sleep such 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 a fascinating one because it's it's almost like the most normal thing for us to do and yet we struggle to to make it happen and we struggle to have real good health in that area which of course impacts all the other areas of our health and well-being um, and with that thought dot let's just have a little break and when we come back I want to press on and ask you a bit more about sleep and sleep patterns 
so we are back and in the studio we have Dr. Zacharias, who is a sleep coach and the co-founder of Nourish App. She has been sharing a bit about her own journey into becoming a sleep coach um, and actually understanding the importance of sleep for everyone. So, you know, parents and non-parents, people, human beings, and the happy the happiness that it can bring into life that I think we don't really talk about at all. Um, and I guess what I wanted to ask you, Dot, is, you know, we often talk about well-being. Well-being is a big topic at the moment, but we really talk about the importance of sleep. And yet it is crucial for optimal health. Why do you think it gets lost in the conversation? I think I think what I've noticed from working in sleep over the last few years is sleep solutions can be quite hard sell. <laughs> so, you know, there's something really positive and inviting about um you know going for a run and doing fitness and and eating healthily it it's it, it's it has a good look right yes. um whereas sleep it's not very attractive to people <laughs> the thought when you start talking to people about sleep they think oh god here we go again <laughs> you know it's and you know i know i should it's got this kind of guilt around it um struggle you know as if it's sort of taking sleep is taking away something from life mm. you know like I'd rather you know but, but when I'm not sleep when I'm sleeping I can't be doing anything else and and so I think it's um I think yeah there's a, a little kind of mistaken attitude around sleep I mean obviously there's there's been a, a lot of talk about sleep but quite often again from that um even making people feel worse about their sleeping problems. Saying if you, you know, if you don't get eight hours sleep, well, you're going to get all these horrible diseases. And yes. you know, so it becomes this very thorny topic, really, yes. um, which puts people off. Yeah, absolutely. I hear that. I hear that. Mm. You're a sleep coach. So, what actually is the impact on health when we are consistently losing sleep? Be it, as you said, you had insomnia, or, or be it that we have just learnt to exist on minimal rest. You I mean, I know plenty of people who say, oh, I get four or five hours a night and that's enough. Is that really enough? So yeah, what is that impact on our health when we're consistently not getting enough sleep? Yeah, I mean, it, it really impacts every area of our life. So the thing that I noticed the most for myself was my mood. And so it was just, yeah, kind of vicious circle of anxiety, creating sleeping problems, which was creating low mood and, and getting angry. Um, and, and so basically what happens is when you're, when you're not sleeping enough, you, the world becomes a much more threatening place. So you're on high alert all the time. So somebody who might be actually kind of giving you constructive advice or might be trying to help, you will see as a personal attack. Um, your emotional re reactivity is much higher. So rather than kind of smiling and nodding and saying, right, I'll take that advice or leave it, you will probably, you know, react badly and start, you know, maybe getting cross. Yeah. So relationships can easily break down and there's many more conflicts in um, couples, for example, and also they found that people who are sleep deprived find it much harder to resolve a conflict as well. So for couples who are staying up late, you know, arguing something out, maybe go to bed and revisit the topic in the morning and you might see that it's easier to resolve. So yeah, relationships and, and mood and emotional health. Then of course, things like digestion and weight. So, um, you know, when we're sleep deprived, we will be trying to get more energy in to kind of compensate for that lack of energy. Yes. So um, hormonally, we'll, we will be attracted to saltier, fattier foods. Um, our appetite will feel full 
later, so we'll eat more. So yeah, definitely a link with um, sleep deprivation and, and, and weight as well. Of course, our immunity. So when we sleep, we have a massive boost of um, immunity and our, all of our muscles get repaired. Um, and we see kind of an influx of T cells, which are um, cancer fighting cells. So all of this wonderful stuff is happening whilst we're asleep. Mm -hmm. um, and the body is beautifully designed to do that and to protect ourselves. So we find people who are sleep deprived are much more likely to get a, a simple cold, yes. uh, get a flu. So yeah, it's just a really fantastic community booster. And what's interesting as well is, is that as we become more sleep deprived, we are less able to judge how sleep deprived we are. Yes. So to your point of people saying, I, I'm not sleep deprived. And they find, you know, they've done plenty of experiments to show that, for example, in a call center, um, how productive people are and people who sleep less are statistically less productive, but they do not, they're not aware of that. Yeah. They cannot tell that they're being less productive. Um, there's many more mistakes that are made at work and things like that. So yeah, I mean, it affects wow. every single area of our life. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's stuff there that I hadn't heard. So I think that it is, I mean, I, you know, I totally get, you know, clarity, you lose that sense of clarity and focus. And, you know, definitely, I can understand that. Um, but it's really interesting, that point that you say that actually, somebody who is sleep deprived, because they've just got used to a certain pattern, don't actually know that they're sleep deprived, that they yeah. Well, it's become my normal and I'm fine. But actually, what's going on inside the body can be something completely different. Yeah. And the way to look at it is, you know, how good could you be? You know, it's yeah. not to say that, um, you know, that you're in a bad place, but just to say, you know, what, what improvements could you wait? This is an opportunity. It's, it's not a, so not something to feel bad about. Yeah. And, and so that brings me to another question, because what is, you know, the optimal sleep for a person? I mean, and we're all different. So just trying to take that all into effect. What is the optimal yeah, we are all very different, as you say, um, but the average is definitely seven to nine hours. So that is a good kind of thing to aim for. Of course, some people do fall outside of that range below and less, but seven to nine hours is, is, is a good kind of amount. But the thing that people often don't think about as well is when you're sleeping. Mm. So you'll get optimal sleep and most kind of quality sleep if you're sleeping in line with your circadian rhythm. So if you're going to sleep at, your, at the sleep window, which is there's one moment of the day where you um, have the highest propensity to fall asleep. Yes. Um, and so if you can align your bedtime with that time, you'll get a much more restorative sleep. So yeah, it's, it's kind of how much and when um, are, are two things to just think about for yourself, really. Yeah, excellent. Fantastic. Okay, Dot, let's have another little break. And when we come back, I just want to speak to you about, you know, the things that people can do to improve their sleep patterns. chats that we're having with Dot Zacharias and Dot is a sleep coach the co-founder of Nourish app and she's been sharing with us her journey to becoming a sleep coach and also talking more about the impact that a loss of sleep has on our health and well-being. Um, now we're going to really start focusing a bit more about what we can do so you know I'm sure there are going to be people listening in who are thinking well I know I don't get seven to nine hours sleep uh, regularly um, so what can 
people do? You know, some of the simple things and maybe some more complex things that people can do to improve their sleep patterns. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really key to look at the simple stuff and then also look at how we can go a bit deeper. So um, so I, in my sleep coaching, I use my uh, three-step kind of approach, really. So the first one is to look at habits and that those are fixing the fundamentals of sleep. So the stuff that we've all heard about, um, looking at caffeine, reducing caffeine in the evening, uh, in the afternoons, um, screen time is a big one. So, you know, when I, when I um, do large conferences, I often do a poll and about 85% usually of people turn off their screens five minutes or less before going to sleep. So it's incredible. And this is, you know, this is very new. Um, and we know that the screens have an impact on, on our sleep. Um, the, the blue light uh, delays the production of melatonin, which is the sleep hormone that triggers the whole process of falling asleep, but also just the kind of mental stimulation is sending the wrong signals to our circadian rhythm. So kind of telling us that this is time to be awake and alert rather than a time to be restful and, and kind of turn inwards and go to sleep. So screens is a really big one and it's something that you can, you can just change a little bit um, so if you're currently in that, you know, five minutes before bed, just go to 15, you know, and do that consistently. So for two weeks, um, try it and you really will see a big difference on your sleep. Um, alcohol as well, um, interferes with our sleep. So we'll fall asleep quickly, get into a deep sleep and then kind of come out of that. And it really disrupts, um, our REM sleep, which is, uh, rapid eye movement which happens towards the end of the night um primarily and it's very much linked to our cognitive and emotional health so um that's why i kind of wake up feeling groggy and potentially in a bad mood so alcohol is a really easy one as well to try and try and avoid if you can um so yeah those are the kind of the the, the three biggies i would say yes. um and yeah choose one of those and and just kind of do it consistently um so those that's the kind of habit side um and then I really find what works very effectively with a lot of my clients is looking at our beliefs mm. uh, and our mindset. So there's kind of two sides to this. The first one is your mindset as you are going to sleep. Um, you know, what, what is our state of mind? How do we feel? Do we feel safe and secure and happy to go to bed? Or are we feeling anxious? Are we feeling, um, you know, are we blaming ourselves for what we have or haven't done during the day? You know, or can we practice some more self-compassion yeah. um, and close off our day? So that kind of what's happening in your mind before you go to sleep is, is really important um, to sending the right signals to your mind and body that it's okay, you can let go. Um, <laughs> you know, your day is done. There's nothing more out. There's nothing else to do. Yes. Um, you know, now is the time for me to rest and get the recovery that I need. And the same when you wake up in the night, what's happening in your mind? And it's amazing the amount of people who wake up and they say, oh, now my night's ruined. I'm never going to go back to sleep. <laughs> and those words, I am never going to go back to sleep, mean that you probably won't go back to sleep, <laughs> at least for a while. So if those words come in your head, try and just try and grab that and change it and say, you know, make peace, first of all, can be helpful, except that you're awake and that sleep will come. Yes. Um, and those two sentences can be very powerful in the middle of the night. You know, I accept I'm asleep, I'm awake and sleep will come. Because as you said um, earlier on, you know, sleep is 
is is difficult and the hard, the more we the the more we try the harder it is sleep you know we have to let go of control in order to sleep so so that kind of using those words can really help put you in the right state of mind but then also our larger belief system so how much do we value sleep what were we told about sleep when we were younger um i had a client who's who you know would fix some of the fundamentals he was still sort of waking up around five and and uh, it was when we had this conversation he said actually it's just it's just occurred to me that my father always said that sleep is for losers yeah there you go and we were like well there you go you know and he's like gosh that's why I've never been able to make space in my life for sleep wow. so you know looking at what what's the inner voice saying about sleep and what, what were the messages that you've received either you know from as a child or from society or from colleagues you know work and I think it's changing but people can be have that kind of um that that bravado culture of you know work hard play hard and all that kind of stuff yes. um so mindset and the third of the third kind of key pillar for me is effective relaxation so a lot of us have got stuck in this um, fight and flight mode and our body actually finds it very hard to to physically relax and so that's where I use yoga nidra which is a sleep meditation um, and very effectively helps people who are very sleep deprived sometimes to catch up and get that sleep and rest that they need so that we can start working on some of the other stuff yeah wow amazing amazing and, and you know what I when as you were talking there and um you were saying about the, the client that message and suddenly that that aha moment there were so many messages that have been put you know work work hard more 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 you know that the people are living from uh, and they're not serving their health and well-being uh, yeah. but understanding that you kind of have to acknowledge them and then you can actually do the work to unpick it and, and move forward Absolutely. But, um, yeah and the thing that you said about the phone completely works I mean I'm not I, I like to think that I'm not a phonaholic person but I know I used to keep my phone on like all the time and so if I did wake up even if it's four o'clock in the morning I'd have a quick look at my phone now uh... now I switch <laughs> my phone off at nine nine sort of nine thirty in the evening and it doesn't go back on till about half past seven Brilliant. Yeah. So that even if I wake up in the night, you know, the, the whole faffing of trying to switch it on would just be too much of a big deal, quite frankly. Brilliant. Um, and what a difference that makes. Huge. Mm. Really yeah. Big. And with the phones constantly next to us, it's that sense of being constantly available. Um, you know, you are contactable. And the amount of people who go up in the night to go to the loo yeah. and check their work emails. It's incredible. <laughs> You know, and then they can't go back to sleep and they wonder why. So, you know, yeah, just really look at some of those habits that you may have picked up without thinking. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and as I say, it's really about creating that that mindset as well through your habits of sleep is a time for you to be completely free of all of that, those daily worries. You know, you need to create that space in your day where you can just be and be free to dream and, yeah. and you know, relax. And, and that's really important. Yes, indeed. And the dream state is wonderful. It's like a creative state, isn't it, as well? So, um, you know, allow yourself, give yourself that, because I think that's an important part of self-care, massively so. Yeah. Okay, Dot, we're going to have another little break when we come back. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the, the Nourish app um, and kind of how that is helping and can help people who perhaps are having issues with sleeping.
has been sharing some fantastic tips and points around sleep, how we can upgrade our sleeping uh, patterns and, um, and, and actually just recognizing some of the habits that we have perhaps fallen into and, and you know, have been doing them for so long as habits are that we haven't even realized that, that the impact that they're having on our sleep, which inevitably means our health. Um, so Dot, being a co-founder of Nourish app, um, a fantastic and wonderful app, uh, just can you just share how people can access it? And if they access it, where can they go on it to find help around sleep? Yeah, so the um, the Nourish app is available on um, the App Store and the Play Store, so you can just go on and download it and access it for free. Um, there is premium subscription option, but yeah, not at all. Um, you can enjoy it and browse it as much as you like for free. Um, that was important to us to kind of um, to help mums out there really to start practicing self care habits. Um, there's a lot of barriers for mums around self care. Obviously, time being one of them, um, and uh, but another big one is guilt. So not feeling necessarily like feeling guilty about taking the time out. So even if we can, yes. we feel like, oh, I, you know, I should be doing something else. And, and, and we sometimes feel uncomfortable doing things for ourselves. But um, really nourish is all about the fact that, um, you know, mums need to look after themselves. We need to fill up our own cup first so that we can then help others as well um you know so many of us feel completely overwhelmed and you know we see ourselves getting kind of um run into the ground and that that doesn't help anyone um so actually mom our most played content on the app is yoga nidra ah. um which uh, so there's a couple of contributors on the app who offer different types of yoga nidra myself being one of them um and sarah johnston another so um, another fantastic yoga nidra teacher um, and it works so well, I think, because so many mothers are exhausted. Um, and the great thing about Yoga Nidra is that if you are um, waking up in the night, you can practice to make sure that you're getting that rest. And it just takes the pressure off trying to fall back to sleep. Yes. Um, or during the day, if you've got 20 minutes just to lie down, there's no pressure to fall asleep. It's just a very deeply restorative practice. Um, that will help you kind of quickly get back on your feet. So it gives you that kind of almost a, a kind of power nap equivalent during the day. Um, but beyond that, I think that the app, just the whole um, really mission of the app, which is to help mums, as I said, kind of look after themselves and sleep. When our sleep tends to kind of fall out of place, it's because something else is going on. It might be a buildup of anxiety or worries or the fact that we haven't been moving enough or we haven't been taking care of what we're putting in our bodies. Um, and so the whole kind of self-care piece is really about making sure that we find the right balance for ourselves and that we can live with optimal wellness. And when we're living with optimal wellness, our sleep will come very naturally as well. The bedroom environment is key, definitely, both in terms of making sure it's like a cave, that it should be dark, uh, cool, and completely free of technology, as all good caves are. So yeah, it needs to be a, a very kind of um, a safe place as well, you know, somewhere where, again, as I said, you can feel able to let go. Yeah. So yeah, there are so many sleep products out there, and it's interesting because I think that um, people are almost more inclined to buy a gadget or, you know, a, a Thing to speak yes. rather than look maybe at kind of what's going on really inside or, or you know in our own lives but yeah. certainly some of these products do help and 
you know, women, for example, going through the menopause who are struggling, you know, with, with um, hot flushes. There are some fantastic products out there, uh, kind of a cooling layer for a pillow, for example, that can really help regulate body temperature. So yeah, there are, uh, there are some good <laughs> gadgets out there. Yes. Uh, weighted blankets is another good one, which I, I do find helps um, with some clients who, who are naturally a little bit anxious. Um, having a weighted blanket can make them feel again just a little bit more safer secure. and calmer and secure yeah. as you say yeah. so yeah there, there's there's some fantastic stuff out there now brilliant okay well all of this talk of sleep I might go and have a nap myself shortly <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but before I do that uh, it'd be really great for the listeners to be able to know how they can get in contact with you how they can find you um, and, and find out about all the great work that you do yeah, for sure. So the Nourish app, um, you can find us at uh, Um, or on Instagram, the Nourish app. And myself with my sleep coaching work as well, there's a um, website called restfully, rest-fully.com, as well as again on Instagram. So yeah, you can, you can find me on those places. Wonderful. Fantastic. Dot, thank you so much for this conversation. I think it's such a crucial part of self-care and one that I, you know, I definitely feel we need to have more conversations about so that people start to really treasure sleep and rest and actually enjoy Absolutely. it and understand how impactful it is on all the other parts of our health and well-being. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Oh, it's a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dom. <laughs>